Combo Nation, we're here, man. Don't forget to rate, review, punch down on that subscribe button. And today's episode is sponsored by Manscaped. And it all starts with the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer with advanced skin safe technology that reduces nicks and cuts to make raking the leaves a lot less painful. Plus, the lawnmower is a technical masterpiece. It has a 7,000 RPM motor, a multifunction on off switch that can engage a travel lock, and a built in 4,000K LED spotlight to help you see parts of your body you haven't looked at in years. And get that performance package 4.0. It caps it off with two free gifts. The Manscaped Boxers. I actually wear those. Super comfy. And the Shed Travel Bag. That's one to hold your Manscaped goodies. And one to hold your man goodies. Bring in the fall right and get 20% off and free shipping with the code COMBO at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use COMBO as the leaves fall, make sure you have it all with Manscaped. Combo Nation, we are here, man. Episode 207. What am I saying, 207? Episode 507. Episode 207 was a long time ago. But here we are. Foamy returns to the show. We discuss his collab with Nike, Christian Woods to the Lakers, Kenyon Martin's recent comments on the modern NBA and the LeBron sneaker line. We talk about all that and more. Go subscribe to Mr. Fomer Simpson on YouTube. You can catch me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. How you feeling, Mr. Fulmer Simpson? How's the summer been down in Clearwater? This is actually our first recording since we did it in person. How have That's things right. how how have things been since then? Life is good, man. You know, just uh, you know, in enjoying the uh paradise that is the Tampa Bay area, man. Uh no, it's been good, man. Super productive summer. Uh <clears throat> a lot of cool projects in the books, a lot of cool projects coming up. And uh just going with the flow, man. You know me. I was a little worried about you at one point. I'm not going to lie to you, Foamy. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, I don't watch the news often, but I happened to be at um, Baby Combo's grandparents' house okay. and the news was on and it felt like it was going to be Armageddon in yeah. the Clearwater area. Yeah. And, and, and I was driving that day. I'm like, I, I'm kind of worried about Foamy. I, I, th- I texted you. I texted you. Um, how are things? Is everything okay? I, I was worried because it seemed like a state of emergency at that point. I mean, everything is, is, uh, is copacetic. Everything worked out. Thankfully. Um, it's, this is like probably, I want to say two, two times a year, you know, cause this is hurricane season. So two times a year, they basically say we're going to get blasted with some 
crazy category, this category, that. I don't know the science behind it, but most of the time, the whole time I've been here, we've never got hit with anything too crazy. So um, it ended up kind of swerving at the last minute and uh, and taking a different path. But uh, yeah, those hurricanes are no joke, bro. No joke. We had a little flooding, but nothing too crazy. My mom always jokes that Hurricane Andrew was the worst because it was named after me. Oh, wow. And, and she, hey, I think she, she, she was she was throwing shots at me while giving <laughs> me her hurricane analysis. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, shouts to um, prayers with everybody who was affected by that hurricane. But for yeah, sure. for sure. She, yeah, I, I, I think it wasn't as as bad as it could have been. I mean, they, you know, man, they they come through and tear shit up for sure. But I think that it wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been, at least from what I was reading about it. On the Nike app, it looks super dope what's going on there with you. How did that collab happen? And tell me more about it. Yeah, so uh, they just reached out to me uh, randomly. Obviously, my brother and I have been working in and with and around sneakers for like the last decade now. So, um, you know, we have different relationships and stuff. And obviously, we've, we've built our own platform, which is, you know, a huge part of it. And uh, someone uh, that I know over at Nike reached out and said, hey, listen, uh, we want uh, four New Yorkers to design their own colorway for Sabrina and uh, and and kind of make it a New York inspired kind of thing. And so, you know, I, I took the New York City bodega. You know, I had to do it. And uh, it, it was super dope, man. Got to sit down with some, uh, you know, a couple of people from Nike and we, you know, we went through uh, the mock-ups and, and the renderings and stuff like that. And then uh, they made our, our pair, our sample pair, and they sent it out. And man, when I took them out of the box, I was like, damn, man, these are incredible. They really gave me that feeling. So um, yeah, it, it's a small project at the end of the day, like in the big scheme of sneakers and stuff. But for us, it's dope because, you know, my brother and I, you know, this obviously, grew up uh parents were not buying us nikes but but we love nikes and we love jordans and we loved all the dope sneakers but you know we were getting secondhand stuff or we you know if we were if we were lucky i mean maybe we could get like you know a pair of reeboks or something like that but mostly it was spalding and shit like that so just kind of cool for it to come full circle uh for guys like us who have loved sneakers pretty much since elementary school so now nah, it, it was uh it was a super dope project how does that process start? Do you actually draw it out or you share your thoughts with an artist? Like what is the first draft of that look like? Yeah. So um, basically, well, it starts with me kind of just figuring out, okay, like how do I want to um, like, what story do I want to tell about New York city um, about my relationship with New York city, maybe even. And, you know, there's kind of the standard stuff like, you know, there's been a lot of Statue of Liberty colorways, um, which I love, by the way, but um, in sneakers over the years, you know, where you have like that, that teal kind of, kind of greenish color. And so, you know, different, you know, obviously you could do like, you know, a, a sporting team or this or that, but I, I wanted it to be something that was really like personal to me specifically. And so I just thought about it for a little bit. I, you know, I let it marinate for a week or so and uh, decided what I wanted to do. And I mean, it's been my Twitter bio for like legit 10 years. I was born in the bodega. They raised me like Mowgli. So it kind of just <laughs> felt, uh, felt like the, the organic, right organic, very yeah. organic, bro. Very organic. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So then, uh, I jumped on a call like this one 
uh, with a couple people from Nike. Shouts mm-hmm. to them. And yeah, they 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 pulled up the um, you know, like the sneaker, and and we started you know plugging colors in and and kind of building it out that way. It wasn't some crazy, you know, there wasn't like architecture papers on the table and everything. It was pretty <laughs> standard. Like they have the sneaker, so we weren't obviously making the sneaker. We were just designing a colorway for said sneaker, the Sabrina one. So, uh, and that was cool though, man, you know, uh, the experience was, was dope and it was pretty straightforward. It wasn't like, you know, didn't take weeks and weeks and months and months. It was, you know, we, we, we banged it out pretty quick. Um, I know people are voting on there. When does that voting end? Can they vote now? Cause I think this episode should come out the beginning of next week. So where could, when does this voting end? Yeah, I, I think voting ends today. Oh, OK. Um, Yeah. But the voting aspect of it, it's like, you know, I had posted a link on my socials, but then the link wasn't working for a lot of people. And, you know, a, a, a lot of people have been telling me they have had trouble voting at this point. I'm not too, too concerned with it because we have our pair. And and we already made like that's that's our Nike sneaker. That's a that's a Nike sneaker that, that that I designed that colorway. So we already have it. It's good to go. I've had some guys reach out to me already, like, "Yo, I need a couple NBA guys. Yo, I need those." So, um, yeah, we may figure it out so we can we can get a few pairs on a few people's feet. But um, for right now, we're enjoying our pair and just kind of enjoying all the love. Man, the love was crazy. The love, you know, posted an Instagram reel uh, yesterday, and man, it was like. Hundreds of shares, hundreds of comments, you know, it was like 40,000 views uh, uh, in just a couple hours. Now it's like twice that. It was just it's you know this because you create yourself and to to do something that you feel really good about and to get a great response, get great mm-hmm. feedback from people. There's something really fulfilling about that. So, uh, yeah, man, shouts to all the people that were showing love. Great personal news does well on IG. I realized like when something yeah. great happens that yeah. t- and then obviously the production you put around your reels, everything's super clear, super professional. Right. And that takes it to a whole other level. You know, you're talking about the architecture of sneakers. Did you get a chance to watch air? You know, it, it's crazy because I've probably been asked that question probably 30 times. Oh man. I'm asking the generic questions out here. Combo's not, I got it. I'm no, supposed to no, only ask no, I, I should have, you know, I call myself a sneaker guy and I haven't watched the movie. I, I heard it was a great movie. I haven't watched it. Did you watch it? Yeah, it was dope. Scale of one to dope. 10. I'd say eight. Okay. All right. Solid. That's a solid score. I, I heard his mom is incredible. Incredible. Okay. Incredible. Um, Matt Damon's incredible as well. Yeah. He's always good. Yeah. Those guys are good, man. I Classic. mean, yeah. And it, it really is about the sneaker. It's not a basketball movie. It really is a sneaker movie. So right. I definitely um, recommend that to you. You got to watch it. You got to watch it for me. I'll check it out. I-, I heard actually that you like never actually see Jordan's face or the guy who played the, Jordan's face. The back of his head. The back of his head. That's it. The whole movie. Yeah. I think they didn't oh. want. Um, first of all, I feel like they, they couldn't find anybody to portray Jordan in like a reasonable way. Right. Like, no matter what, it, it, it would kind of look crazy. Like, come on. That's not Mike. I don't know. It, no facts because <laughs> Jordan is so iconic that it would be like it almost has to be him or it's not going to work. Right, right, totally. All right, let's shift to some basketball. Okay. Kenyon Martin, I, I know you probably didn't think we were going to start with Kenyon Martin, but he had this quote, but it it talks, it kind of like lets us talk about the modern game, if you will. 
Um, he said, it's, it's tough to watch some nights because there's no resistance. How many guys average 30 this year? Like six, seven? That's unheard of, man. Y'all could score. Everybody ain't that damn good, man. Now, <laughs> do you share Kenyon's sentiments? About today's game? Yeah, that like, and I've heard this from like peers of mine that played overseas, that played professionally. When they watch the NBA, they feel like it's almost too easy to drop 30 these days. I would say like there probably is some of that. It's not as physical. Like when LeBron or Luka gets in the lane, there's not as many like, there's not as much size down there to deter them, right? Right, in, right. In the modern NBA. But I would also say that the players are more weaponized than ever before. They just have more skills than ever before because of the skill development era that we live in. A hundred percent. And guys are bigger, stronger, faster. I mean, I think today's game is in a really good place. Um, I understand that. I understand Kenyon's perspective on that. My, my whole thing is this. I think the NBA season is way too long. Mm. I, I, I think I've been saying that for years and years and years now. I don't know what they'd have to scale it back to, but 82 games plus the playoffs. It's just, I just feel like, you know, sometimes I'll find myself kind of like, eh, you know, watching, you know, a middle of the season game that doesn't mean anything. And it's there, there, there's not as much on the line once the the end of the season is upon us. And, and once the playoffs, are, I mean, NBA playoff basketball is hits different. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't say anything. There's no real criticism for NBA playoffs, in my opinion. Right. I like I don't I bet he wouldn't have that same take for the NBA playoffs. Right. I mean, it's not, you know, six, seven people averaging 30 in the NBA playoffs. That is so, true. Yeah. So um and and that's the best of the best. So um it listen, th there's always gonna be some things to improve upon and some things to to kind of tweak, but overall I think it's in a it, just go watch some of those some of those games from the late 90s and early 2000s some of those games were they, they were so physical they they were boring that there wasn't enough skill in the game there wasn't enough athleticism in the game so now nah, i think it's in a good place is there anything outside of shorter seasons that could make the regular season and postseason look more alike man that's the only thing that i've thought of uh you know i mean because you don't want to start messing with you know, rules too crazy or doing anything that really compromises the integrity of the game. But um, I don't know. What do you think? I think there's a few things that need to be done to speed up the game. Like I know the G league um, tested out the one free throw for two. I kind of like that. Ooh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're, like, you're a purist. You're a yeah, traditionalist. Uh, ooh, one for two. I mean, that's what we do on pickup. Ah, I don't know. Oh, wait at the free throw line. What do you have refs in pickup? No refs and pickup, but it's uh, it's call your own fouls. Okay, and, uh, you go to the free throw line in pickup. Yeah, what kind of Florida thing is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very Florida man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, padding the stats, bro. Padding the stats. Wow, you go to the free throw line on called fouls in Florida. Yeah. yeah. No, Wait. no, no. I can't throw that all on Florida, but that's what that's what me and my guys have been doing lately. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I can't put so, that on the whole state. So you guys, I mean, you guys got high-level guys coming to your gym. Is that like in the parks as well? Nah. nah okay. No, nah, no, nah, for sure not. And, and, and sometimes we'll do it where we just end with a free throw. Um, But NBA, nah, they can't be. I mean, come on.
Elam ending? Elam ending. I'm not going to lie. I love it. I love the Elam. First of all, it, it has to be in for overtime, I think. I think you go straight for overtime at least. for To like a point, a plus seven, plus five. I, I That I do like. I, I'm a purist, but you can you can get me there with that one. I, I like, like that. that. I mean, there isn't a lot of overtime, so what does that really do for the regular season, right? Like, how many overtimes are there really? Yeah. So, but, it, I mean, it, it would be a little something. But I just think, bro, 82 games, especially with the high-level athletes, especially with load management. Like, th- to me, that's the biggest thing. Like, you have guys that, you know, aren't playing back-to-backs, and, and, and they're not – you know, you look at or go look at guys in in the 90s and early 2000s, or, you know, and even a little bit later than that. And look at their game, like their season logs. They play every game, every, every game. The load management thing is kind of obviously new, but I understand why guys do it. You know, they're trying to preserve their careers and 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 have longevity and, and be successful and productive when they're on the on the court. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a tough one, but 82 games is, is is too much. More in-game commercials, less timeouts. Like maybe just like in the corner of the screen so we don't have to take all these like TV timeouts. I, I think with the attention span, like people are only really watching highlights at this point. Yeah, people watch when the playoffs comes around, people tune in for full games. Sure. But I think there has to be something that could speed up the game. I, I think they have to make it faster. I, I know they're not going to want to change it to 10-minute quarters like FIBA. That Honestly, though, like that would not be good for the records and everything and points per right. game when we're comparing errors, but there would be more a sense of urgency from the tip off. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right, but I don't think that one's going to happen because like you said, there's, we've already have so much of the game that hasn't been played that way. So, but I mean, look, I don't know. I, I would, I still think guys would kind of pace themselves to be honest for 82. I don't know. That's, it's a lot, man. It is a lot. It you is know, a lot. That's I mean, a lot of things. You, you wear a Yankee fitted every day. You came out the woman in a Yankee fitted. How do baseball players play? I guess it's so different, right? Like a, 140 plus games. They do, but obviously it's such a different sport. And like if you're if you're like in the outfield, you're just standing there for a lot of it, right? Not right. to make it sound easy, but it's not easy, but it's a different baseball is a hand-eye coordination game. It's not a game that is predicated on athleticism it's not you know an explosiveness sure that stuff can help but it's just it's it's a lot different and quite frankly those seasons are way too damn long mm. i mean a hundred and something like what are we even doing here do, like, do, do fans watch every game like some, some fans some do that's crazy I, what, I don't know i don't think he does every game but my pops is old school man my pops he doesn't watch him he listens on the radio still Old school listens on the radio still, yeah. He doesn't have TV. He's he he's real old school. Yeah, he listens on the radio, man. He's like, not, he, like he he doesn't use streaming services. I uh, nah, nah. Does that, he watch YouTube? Does he watch YouTube? Is he subscribed to your nah, channel? Not subscribed. Oh, not subscribed, man. man. Wait, he, so he, does he, he even know? Does he even know what's going on with you? Like like what have you been doing for the past ten years? <laughs> he knows a little bit. He knows okay. a little bit. Yeah, he knows a little bit. I fill him in when I'm back home. That's great. How does he react when you tell, like, can he understand? Can he get the gist of what you do? I I think to some degree, he understands to as much as, as much as he can, you know, he, he knows that we work with sneakers and like, you know, basketball and sports and, you know, that we do stuff on the internet. 
Okay. I mean, he knows that he he's seen some videos like we did. Uh, um, I think my mom sent him the Instagram reel that we just did for the Nike sneaker. Oh, that's so dope. Like, yeah. So he'll see certain stuff like that. But, uh, you know, he's a radio guy, man. Wow. Yeah. Throwback, bro. Real throwback. Maybe we need to um make a radio show for Foamy Senior, me and you, the Foamy and Combo Radio Show. Hey, let's do it. He'll, he'll tune in as long as he'll it doesn't it. overlap. As long as it doesn't overlap with Yankee games, he'll tune in. <laughs> so Christian Wood signed with the Lakers. That's some news that you know did come about recently. Haven't talked about it on the pod yet. The guy is super talented. I guess there's some other stuff surrounding him that allows the Lakers to sign him on such a good deal, right? Right. But the guy shot 42% from three, super skilled. He's one of those guys that I always talk about, like, fits into, like, in the right situation. He's an all-star talent. Not saying he'll be an all-star, but there's so many players like that now, right? Like, in the right situation, they have that talent that they could be an all-star. Um, he's been actually out the league, so his story is kind of crazy, but it's good that he got back in. Um, how big of a move do you feel like this is for the Lakers, and does it move the needle for them? I think it does move the needle. I'm not going to say it's like some some huge move, and and I still don't think they're probably going to have enough to get by Denver. But um, I thought they were the second best team in the playoffs last season, and um, you know uh, certainly on, on on the West. And he's super talented offensively. Mm-hmm. You know, like he can do a lot of things. To your point, he can shoot the ball. He's a long athlete. He can move. He moves really well. Um, I just feel like he's definitely a talent upgrade for them. And then with, you know, with the Austin Reeves ascension and some of the other pieces, uh, I man, you know, I'm a huge LeBron fan. So I, I, I'm a Knicks fan, but kind of indirectly now I kind of root for the Lakers because I do love me some LeBron. But I like it. I think it's a good move. I think it's going to help them. And and I don't know. I feel like he's going to – I know there's some other stuff where maybe he wasn't fitting in with teammates or coaches or whatever. I don't know anything about that stuff. But I just think that he'll be pretty good out there. LeBron has a history of this, like bringing in talented guys that the market isn't really valued at the time. Like J.R. Smith comes to mind. And yeah. and the similar how J.R. and Christian Wood are similar. Obviously, they don't play the same position. They can catch and shoot, and LeBron needs that around him. He does as, as, as even more so now than I think he did then. So yeah, no, I, being able to, and the Lakers, you know, just going back over the past few years, they they haven't been a team that's they haven't shot it well. So to have a guy that can actually knock down shots and do some of the other things that he does offensively, I, I think is going to really help. And then AD could play the four because you know AD doesn't play the five. It's it's against it's against what he does, you know. So you got that four five. Um, do you think they start him or bring him off the bench? Like, how do you think they use him? And Rui's another guy that could be like their small ball four or five too. So it'll be interesting how they divvy up these minutes. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I could see him coming off the bench. I love Rui. I, I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, I thought he was, you know, when he was in Washington, it was like, I, I didn't know what was going on. And then, you know, I think for some guys, right. Like um, the superstars, you, you could throw them on any team in any city and for the most part, they're going to be superstars. Sure, there's some extenuating circumstances maybe here and there. But for the most part, that's the case. I think for role guys, even really good role players, 
I think the situation matters a lot. And we see that over and over and over again. Yo, this dude didn't do anything here. Now he's killing here. Now he's damn near an all-star on this other team. And I'm not saying Rui is that. I'm just saying how he looks with the Lakers and his development since he got to L.A. versus prior is uh, is significant. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see him continue to develop. Uh, I love Reeves, man. I mean, how can you not root for Reeves, dude? Um, and then, you know, now they got some other guys coming in like Wood. So um, I, I'm, I'm excited. It's crazy that you say that because the most approved player award usually just comes down to like he got a better opportunity award. It's not right. that they, it's not that he improved that much. So like if we see some spike in play from Christian Wood and he's putting up similar numbers just on a winning team like the Lakers, it's like, oh, this guy's most approved. No, the guy was always good. He just got in a better situation. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. AI, how do you think that's going to change the game for sneakers, for mm. social media, for YouTube? And where do you see this all going? I think I think there's a lot of fear-mongering going on right now. And also on top of all that, how do you use AI? I don't really use it right now. I have some ChatGPT, ChatGPT, no. That. I haven't really dabbled in it. My you know, my okay. brother has um he he's done a little bit here and there. Um, I have some design homies who are who are really starting to mess with it and and use it in, in different design aspects. It, it's crazy, man. It just shows you where technology is at and and kind of how how quick it's moving along. You know, it's like you know the days of hanging out the window with your Nextel trying to get uh, Ooh, self that was that was us. Not that to age our, not to age ourselves. Hey, that, that that was us. And now it's like you can just say yo uh you know uh someone was thinking of uh a friend of mine has uh, just started a, a company it, it's a small startup and he was trying to figure out what to name it and he used chat gpt he said yo what would uh such and such name a such and such type of company and and they spit out a list form and there was a bunch of good names like obviously like it, it's crazy it just shows you um I, I think this is just obviously the very beginning of it, but I think it'll be implemented in some very cool ways. I'm not tech savvy enough to really know what those ways are going to be. But hey, listen, if if it starts popping, I'll be in on it. I talked about it with Rashad a little bit like he uses that as an editor. Yeah. And, and I use it like give me 10 captions that are great for engagement or make a podcast title with these topics in 10 different ways, you know, or if you want to make it simpler, you can go like, give me 10 podcast descriptions with these topics at a fourth grade level to like really make it simple. Wow. And yeah. So like you could just, it's really great if you want to like organize your topics and descriptions, that's just one way. And I feel like there's just so many more ways that you could use it. It saves you time. I'm sure buckets could probably benefit from it if you really got into it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like work uh, smarter, not harder. Right. Just like kind of getting a little bit more time efficient. Yeah. I And the people that I know that use it are kind of using it on that level, using it, using it as an editor and, and little small stuff like that. But small stuff like that throughout the course of your day, it adds up and takes up a lot of time. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. I, I, I love it. Maybe I'm going to start. Maybe I'm going to listen. If combos in the mix, I think I'm going to jump in. Yeah, Joe, you got to at least download ChatGPT and have a conversation with the guy. If it's a guy, it's an AI guy, you know, see what he's, see what he's, see what he's talking about. You know what exactly. I mean? All right, exactly. man, crazy random sneaker topic. One to 10, Nike Air Pegasus 83. Uh, one to 10. Um, 
classic color like you know the black check the cream it's kind of cream on the bottom yeah, yeah, white yeah. i'm gonna say it's a classic sneaker i don't have a pair seven seven not too bad i've so been rocking seven. i've been rocking them a little bit so i just wanted to hear your thoughts on it I, yeah. Like for the summer, I like it. Super comfy. They look classic. I didn't really even like, obviously I seen them before, but I didn't even like, I couldn't even put the name to the sneaker. If somebody showed me those about right, a month right. ago, but then somebody like said, yeah, these are these. And then I started wearing them. I kind of like them. I kind of like them. Classic. Good, good. Every day have it in the, the weekly rotation uh, type of sneaker for sure. It's a classic look. What are the most underrated LeBrons? I'm going to go with the soldiers with the two straps, not the cross strap, the one with the strap, right? <laughs> no, no laces. What are, they, yeah. what are your, what are your most underrated LeBrons? Cause um, I know you used to wear them because you're, you're impact impact guy. Yep, Got to yep, save the knees. Yeah, exactly. Big <laughs> longevity, man. Longevity, yeah. You know, so I can be shooting that one free throw for the two points, bro. That's what <laughs> all about. Um, so my favorite LeBron models are the three and the seven. Okay. Um, I, I don't think I could probably say the seven is the most underrated because a lot of people like the seven. So I'll go with the three. I'll okay. go with the three. Um, you'd know them if you saw them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just the, the I mean, the LeBron line in general, I was huge on. And it, it's kind of, uh, I'd say, tailed off a little bit. Mm -hmm. But man, Almost everything up through like the LeBron 10, I really, really liked. Yeah, just the biggest difference between Jordan and LeBron sneaker lines is just the Jordans you could rock in any kind of way. They're, they're, it's not even comparable because you could like rock up with jeans, rock up with shorts, rock up with the summer. Right. Yeah. You know, when when Jordans like first released, right? And it, it was, yes, it was a basketball sneaker. And this is before even our time, but. It, it yeah. was it pretty quickly, I think, got integrated into like pop fat. culture. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 people rocking them casually and stuff like that. And I I think that the LeBron line had that early on. Like. I do think they had that. And then I think probably after like the eight or nine, it kind of went shifted over into where people were more concerned only with hooping in them and, mm. and performance aspects. So it'll be interesting to see with a guy like LeBron because he's iconic, obviously um, huge. I, I mean, the, 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 the biggest figure in sports. Um, I, I mean, really the only person probably who could rival him is, is probably Jordan. And it'll be interesting once he's retired how Nike plays it, how he Ooh. plays it with like, I wonder at some point if his sneakers maybe are a little bit more in that Jordan realm, if they start maybe retro and some of the older stuff, which they've already done. Um, but it'll just be interesting to see, you know, I, I, I feel like we almost have to wait another 20 years to really give like a final, final verdict on that. But man, LeBron's are dope. I'm, I'm not going to say doper than Jordan's, but LeBron's are dope. Do you feel there's something that Nike could have done differently over time to make them into a more crossover or casual shoe and on top of being a good basketball sneaker? I think the biggest thing for me, and listen, I'm not, I haven't, Nike obviously knows way more about it than I do. This is just me, a guy who likes sneakers from the outside looking in. Um, I think Jordans, even when we were growing up, right? 
it was it wasn't as saturated that you know there wasn't a hundred colorways every six months there was it wasn't just getting just and you know like when i think back growing up like the french blue 12s you know, mm-hmm. or, you know yeah. like, or, or like the, the the Flint 13s or like the flu games, the obviously you had the Space Jam 11s and like, you know, so it was like you, you re- like you could almost really focus on that one colorway. And then obviously they look dope and it was like, OK, but now it's like even for Jordan now, it's like, boom, 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 boom. It, it, it's almost like. um overstimulating it, 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 it's overwhelming and it's tough to really build a connection with one colorway or one sneaker when it's this constant stream and then obviously social media bum 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 it just it like never ends so i just think we're in a different kind of space and a different realm right now i i guess that's the long-winded way of saying i think had they scaled it back a little bit on how much they were putting out uh I think that it probably would have sustained at least hype a little bit better, but I don't even know if they care about that because I'm sure they're still selling a lot of pairs, but just from my perspective, I think that would have helped. And I think that would have helped people want to wear them casually more too. So sacrificing a little bit of the monetary game in the short term gain in the short term for maybe some like more in the long term and just having that brand mean more to people over time, even though, as you said, Nike's going to make their money no matter what. Right. Exactly. Like maybe it would have a little bit more, you know, a nostalgia feel, right? Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Foamy, great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time. Have to get back down to Clearwater soon, or maybe Foamy could even come to New York soon. We could do it, man. I I haven't been back in a while, man. It's long overdue. (laughs) Where can we find you? Mr. Fomer Simpson on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, even. You know what I'm saying? The kid is on TikTok. You you dancing out there? Are you dancing? No dancing. No dancing. dancing. I only dance on the court, man. Uh, (laughs) Hey. um, But yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, My brother and I have a podcast, the Foamy and Buckets podcast, on all your podcast platforms. You can find us. Uh, We got a Foamy and Buckets podcast. Instagram page as well, and actually a TikTok. You know, Buckets Ooh. is running nose. Okay. He's chopping stuff up. I, you know, I got to tell him about Chat GPT. He can be, I mean, that guy's editing all day. You've seen it firsthand. I've seen him work firsthand. You, you've that come guy, to work. That guy's work ethic. It's called the workshop for a reason. He's, He's in there work. He's in there working. I'll tell you that. The kid has a motor. Yeah, man. Big, big time motor. And then right after that, he gets on the court with the knee brace and he's dunking yeah. on people. If he just did like IG reels once a day, like put a whole different IG um, handle, right? And just right. buckets playing basketball with the mullet, with the knee brace, yeah. him dunking. That would yeah. go crazy. But I know he's yeah. he, he's working. He's working. Man, he's he's locked in, man. Kid is locked in. Talk soon, bro. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you, man. There it was. Episode 507 is in the books. Thank you to everyone who tunes into Combos Court across the globe. This episode was sponsored by Manscaped. Punch in that discount code COMBO for free shipping and 20% off. That's right, manscaped.com. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, post it on your IG stories, tag me on IG at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Subscribe to me on YouTube, Combo TV, all caps, C-O-M-B-O-T-V on Twitter, 
now known as X. I'm Combo's Court. We're here, man. We're shaking. We're moving. What a great summer. We're on our way to fall. We won't stop. We can't stop. Combo Nation. And be on the lookout for episode 508. Combo out.